WRGN Rewind. Say hey, it's a good day. Looking forward to talking to Rich Vreeland about the Old Made New Tour. I think it's fantastic. First of all, the background to how this happened. And then uh, secondly, what's coming up between June the 14th and, well, the end of June. So how are you doing this morning, Rich? Oh, it's great. Beautiful morning. It is (laughs) indeed. Man, summer hitting this week. Oh, yeah. Great motorcycle weather for sure. It sure sure. is. Well, uh, Rich Vreeland, you and I guess your brother now. My brother Ray, yes. The owner of Vreeland's Harley-Davidson. Now, is this a family business that's been around for a long time? Yeah, we've been in, my brother and I have been in business for 32 years. Oh, wow. And uh, we actually opened the business as a couple of young, very young men uh-huh. in 1990. And this is in Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg. All right. Yes. And yeah. the, tr- the trip that you took was, the original trip you took was kind of an inspiration to start, right? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we, we took a trip cross country on our bikes in 1989. And it was on that trip, we were collecting Harley t-shirts from the different dealerships. And we had quit our jobs to do the trip. So we said, hey, we need a job when we get back. <laughs> wait, wait. What was your job okay. that you quit? So, so Ray was working at a BMW car dealership okay. as an auto mechanic, and I was working for a foreign car parts parts distributor. So I oh, sold wow. parts, and he fixed cars. Okay. So you guys quit your jobs to drive across the country back in 1989 what possessed you to do it? <laughs> okay, so I guess I've always been like an adventurist, but there, there was a dark side of this trip. And, and what it was is at the time, my brother was addicted to heroin. Mm. And uh, I felt that if we went on this trip, I could stay with him and we would be together and he wouldn't have an opportunity to score, take, or use mm. uh, while we were together. How so long was the trip? The, we went 9,700 miles in 33 days. So basically it was a month long detox yes it was yes wow which is what it usually takes but that's got to be hard on on a motorcycle how was he with the with that he was good i mean he was all in and uh, i think he knew it was time for a change in life yeah and things weren't going well so uh we went on this trip and 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 when we got to we went to daytona first we went down the east coast and uh we we had to stay there a few days because he was sick sure Mm, a little bit yeah but i want to talk with you this morning about what got you there because it was a difficult time that your brother was going through were you guys both christians at the time oh no not at not at all the, the really cool thing about this story is how God played into it, even though we weren't believers yet. I mean, mm. God marked our steps the whole way and put Christians in our life, even the, uh, to open the dealership. It was a Christian man that gave us direction on how to contact Harley Davidson back at the time. And we really didn't come to know Jesus as our Lord and our Savior till the late 1990s. So oh, we, had, wow. we had been open about seven years yeah. uh, before I, I, I accepted Christ at, in 1998. And that was because I was on a NASCAR team and I heard the gospel preached at the NASCAR races. Wow. So. Oh my <laughs> word. There is so many layers to this man it's like unfolding an onion only it smells a lot better we're talking to rich vreeland from vreeland's harley davidson getting ready to go on the old made new tour and i really haven't talked much about the tour because i want to find out about rich and i want to find out about what drives you because i've known you for quite a few years i think a motorcycle that's what he said he drives 
drives a motorcycle. I hadn't thought about that, Doug. <laughs> uh, I've known you for quite a few years, but I'm, I'm still learning. And uh, one of the things I just learned is that you were a NASCAR guy. Any of our listeners know, what I know about NASCAR could fit in a thimble because I basically know they go round and round and round and round and round, and that's about it. Uh, but you came to know the Lord through a ministry at NASCAR or what? Yeah, it's called Motor Racing Outreach. Mm -hmm. And I was actually an over-the-wall gas man on the pit crew. I was the crazy guy with the 11 gallons of gas that ran out of the car and put it in. But every morning before our race, there would be a chapel service. Mm -hmm. And it was put on by Motor Racing Outreach. And there was a a young chaplain named Eric Robinson. And um, I would walk by these chapel services and I don't know what it was. Something was just drawing me in. It was drawing me in. And the next thing I knew, I was going. And to be honest with you, that was the first time I really heard the gospel. I I heard about this guy named Jesus who loved me no matter what and wanted Mm -hmm. to be my friend. And uh, it it changed my life. That is incredible. So you were doing the dealership and work in NASCAR. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was a weekend warrior. I I was so (laughs) blessed. Uh, The team owner had a private plane. They'd pick me up in in Williamsport, and we'd fly into the race. I'd do my deal, and we'd fly home that night. I I can remember being in Bristol, Tennessee, or Talladega, Alabama on a Saturday, because I was in the Bush Series, and then Sunday leading a hog run at the dealership the very next day. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So so this uh, racing thing has kind of been in your blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, in 1978, I was on the NBA Schwinn National BMX Tour. I raced bicycles. I, I'll tell people, if there's two staplers on a table, yeah. you'll I'll, race I'll them. race the staplers. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, when you said the NBA Schwinn Tour, I'm like, Rich is no way an NBA player. No. So that must be something else. National Bicycle Association. Oh, yes. okay, gotcha. That makes a lot <laughs> lot more sense uh, if you've never met rich you're what five five seven on a good okay, day yeah, right. <laughs> uh, now there was one player that could do that if, yeah. i don't know if you remember him or not that's another story <laughs> yeah it uh, is well we've been talking to rich vreeland of vreeland harley davidson planning the old made new tour this is a tour across the country from june 14th to the 28th and as we've heard you are no stranger to being on the road both with nascar but also you had your own racing team yeah for 20 years i was a professional drag racer i ran a top fuel harley and uh, we would run the quarter mile in 6.5 seconds oh my word top speed of 218 <laughs> miles an hour does your does your honda do that doug i just i don't know i never, <laughs> never pushed it <laughs> his he's got a uh, what, what is your honda it's a vtx uh, 1800 okay when you roll on the throttle on that thing, it it, it moves. jumps. It's just it gonna, really does. Some pick. I had to get used to it from a. Uh, I had a thirteen hundred Kawasaki Voyager. You know, it was just a big bus, and and this one's a little bit lower, and it definitely got the pickup. Well, the other one just kind of gentle roll on forward this one there's no gentle roll on for you on that bike you know i'm gonna say this with love doug that that's cute yeah (laughs) right (laughs) i've seen the bike that you drag on and i'm like that's That's insane so so my top fuel nitromethane burning harley uh (laughs) produced 1100 horsepower and uh three and a half g's on the launch how do do you stay on the bike you hold on tight 
You would have to strap me down. <laughs> I, I don't, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what that's like. It, you know, it really probably is insane. And, you know. Uh, no, no, uh, it's not probably. <laughs> There's probably insane in the dictionary. Probably is a picture of that bike. <laughs> <laughs> there was one fellow that used to say, uh, you're going too fast to fall over. So you don't have to worry about it. Now, how, oh, do, wow. you, how do you get started on something like that, I know you'll race staplers, but how do you how do you move yeah, from how a do you build up to a bike to something like that? like that? Well, it was a twenty year progression. I started out racing Harley Davidson V rods, which ran about you know thirteen seconds in the quarter mile, and then we kept making them faster. The goal goal was oh to go word. nine seconds, and so you just you know. And then I started off with a carbureted nitromethane bike that ran in the sevens. Then I jumped up to a funny bike, which ran in the high sixes, and then funny moved to a that. top fuel Harley. <laughs> It ran in the low sixes. Oh, now my you, word. This is a quarter of a mile. This yeah. is not yeah. zero to 60 in, I just can't get my mind around yeah. it. I've watched you take off from the starting gate, and it's an incredible thing to see. And the fact that you still can hear is amazing huh? to me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you lip ring, Ask my you? wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of selective here. Yeah, right, right. Well, we're talking to Rich Vreeland here in the studios, Vreeland Harley-Davidson in Bloomsburg, and been talking to him about his life story, essentially. Now, uh, we have missed two important parts of your life story, and one is your wife, Patty. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rich. Your girlfriend, Patty. Yes, yeah. yes. If yes. you've known Rich any length of time, you know it's his girlfriend. So tell us about how you got together with Patty. All right. So P- Patty was a customer at the Harley shop. Uh-huh. And, and I, I tell the story. You know, I could tell you what Patty had on the first day she walked into the dealership. I wow. Mean, it, I know that feeling because I can do the same with my wife the first time I saw her. Isn't that yeah. awesome? I'm still trying to figure out my wife's name. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> how did she get here? What is she doing in this house? But she does a great job. Oh. But, but again, the old maid new tour. I mean, it's a story of redemption. And mm. uh, when I was NASCAR racing, Patty and I were separated 32 weekends a year, and uh, we really weren't getting along. Mm. And uh, one of the lessons I learned at the NASCAR race came from Mark, and it's you know respecting your wife and and mm. not looking, and, and it's a sin to look at other women in a lustful way, and. Um, so when when we I got saved, that's what saved our marriage. Mm. Uh, oh, so you were married before you came to know the Lord. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Patty and okay. I got married in 1994. All right, like we're going to celebrate 29 years this July. Oh, good for oh, you. That's, that's awesome. Great. That's awesome. So you came to know the Lord through NASCAR. How about Patty? Okay, so Patty grew up Catholic, like I did too. And so this is how God works. So cool, you know, because I'm going to this Christian. Uh, service every weekend and Patty and I had been attending the Catholic church together and she was sneaking and going to a Christian church while I was away. Ah. Oh, that oh, was yeah. funny. Yeah. And we'd come home on, on Sunday night and like share notes on the gospel, like this new concept. It, oh, it was man. really amazing. That really is really so neat. cool. Yeah, yeah. Now that gospel is so important to you Amen. that you've said, I am going to share it every chance I get. Yeah. And you do it in a couple of ways. Uh, first of all, you do these bikers. Sundays at different churches. 
Right. You know, when we heard the first time, when we heard the Great Commission, man, I, I we just owned it. Yeah. And we're like, let's go. You know, and Jesus said he would make us fishers of men. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, well, so our bait is the motorcycle. You know, I just consider the motorcycle as bait. And so we take our motorcycles, we take them to churches, we take them anywhere people will have us come. We've been in prisons with them, youth detention centers with mm. them. Any chance we have to... to draw people in and give an opportunity to share what Jesus Christ has done yeah. in our lives. We just take it. Mm. It's all about availability. Mm. Amen. That is awesome. <laughs> That's really good. That is awesome. Now you also have done the nitro circuit and uh, you are involved there as well. Sharing the gospel. Sure. We started a ministry called Starting Line Ministries. And uh, over the years, I became the chaplain for the American Motorcycle Racing Association, the All Harley Davidson Drag Racing Association. And I'm a chaplain with uh, Racers for Christ, which does the NHRA races. And we would do Saturday night Bible studies at the Harley Drags. And I mean, again, God works in, in crazy ways. We would get over 100 bikers on a Saturday night when they should have been working on their motorcycles to come for a 20 minute Bible study. And that's what we did. It was 20 minutes. It Mm -hmm. started at eight. It was over at 820. So they knew at 820, they could go back and work on their bikes. And we did hundreds of baptisms at the racetrack, weddings we've done at the racetrack. And, uh, you know, I don't like to count salvations because it's, it's God's score, not mine. But uh, many, many people have come to know Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. Uh. today ministry. We've been talking with Rich about his old made new tour and this has nothing to do with the Rolling Stones or anything like that. Right, cuz it sounds like it sounds like a concert tour. <laughs> it does. But this is a Harley Davidson tour is what it is. Yeah. And you're taking some old bikes across country. To yeah, so we're calling the old made new tour because my brother restores old Harleys. Mm-hmm. So we're taking some old Harleys and my brother's made them new and we're going to ride them out to California. But we're also celebrating the fact that my brother and I have been made new through Christ. Mm. That's awesome. And so that, you know, our past is, is gone and we're new creations. Yeah. So what it. year are these bikes that you guys are driving? So uh, the bike I'm riding is a 1946 Harley Davidson WL. Mm. And my brother is riding a 1939 Harley Davidson ULH. So there's one pre-war and one post-war bike okay now what would be for those of us who ride more modern bikes which is most of us uh, what's the big differences that you're going to see with those bikes so the big difference with these is they're they're flatheads so they're side valve and for uh, uh, okay that means nothing to half of our listeners (laughs) okay so these these bikes have a foot clutches and hand shifters. Oh, I man. wondered. Yes. I wondered yes. about that. Okay. And they also do not have electric starters. They are kickstart only. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's that's the big difference. Okay. They have what they call the suicide shifter on them. Okay. So, because you have to take your hands off the handlebars to shift. And right. that's why they call it the suicide shifter. <laughs> oh, My they- wife's grandfather had one, uh, and it was a. Now, you said a flathead or a panhead as well? Well, yeah, yeah, there's a panhead. Okay. Yes, yes. And I think that's what his was. But, uh, man, two young guys going across the country. I'm a little <laughs> Not jealous. as young as he used to be, yeah. huh, Rich? No, I'm 60 now. And Are you really? Yeah, I'm 60. Get out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's nitromethane keeps you young. Yeah, is, is that what it is? is? Oh, yeah. I need yeah, to get yeah. some of that. Wow. <laughs> I did not realize that either, No, Rich. I would have guessed 
late 40s, buddy. So awesome. you're looking good. I, uh, the check's in the mail, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have described to us both the transition for you and your wife, your brother, and where you're at now, and the way that God got a hold of you as far as the Great Commission is concerned. And one of the things that I know you do, and I, I have wanted many years, it just falls at a bad time of the year for me, but I have wanted many years to go with you out to Sturgis because you guys do a free oil change and prayer tent at probably one of the biggest rallies in the country. Sure. In Sturgis, South Dakota, every August, it is the world's largest motorcycle rally, and it's a town of 1,600 people, and for 10 days a year, it becomes a town of at least 600,000 people. That is insane. And, uh, There's at, that many bikers that go. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's so beautiful out there, and uh, so people just come from all over the world. I mean, we've changed oil on people's bikes from Australia, New wow. Zealand. New Zealand, uh, Europe, but the story, the story behind the story is I was drag racing and I wanted to go out and race at Sturgis. And my girlfriend wife says, well, if you're going out there, you've got to do something for Jesus. You're going to go that far. <laughs> That's awesome. You need to do something for Jesus. So we went out and, uh, we, we figured, you know, uh, ministry, you need to earn the right to share the gospel. I really believe that. Yes. And so one of the things people need is to get their oil changed. So we said, we'll go out, we'll set up a tent and we'll change people's oil for free and while we're changing your oil we have their attention yeah and so we share the gospel that is we're so it. cool yeah. now as you go out there and do that i mean you are in probably one of the roughest it's a rough culture? atmosphere culture yeah yeah sure sure but you know it is amazing the anointing that that ministry has had we've done it for 18 years mm. and we've had every motorcycle club you can imagine come visit us to get their oil changed and we can just, it's, it's amazing. You just walk up to these, these grown men and women, you hold their hand, you pray with them. And we've had mm. hundreds of people accept Christ as their Lord and, and their Savior just by doing a simple act of changing someone's oil for free. Service. That's what Christ was all about. Mm, We're finally going to get to the old mate new tour <laughs> and the details of that. Heading out on June the 14th for two weeks, a trip from Pennsylvania to California on the Lincoln Highway, Doug. <laughs> My dad. He just, he's a story, was a storyteller. He's probably in heaven now telling stories. And uh, he told me that. Oh yeah, that's Lincoln Highway. That Lincoln would take that from Ohio to Washington. That was they, they named it after him. And I believed him. And I said it on the radio. <laughs> and then we looked it up and found out that I my said, dad I he said, was I notorious don't. for that I stuff, said, but I fell for it. I said, Doug, I don't think that's the case. I said I think that's fairly new or yeah. newer. And and so we did. We looked it up, and and uh, so yeah, Lincoln yeah. did not take that route. Just no, in case you no. thought so, Rich. <laughs> no, actually, you know, <laughs> the Lincoln Highway is this really cool highway. It was it, it's from 1913, and it runs from Times Square in New York City to Lincoln Park in San Francisco. Yeah, and it was the first trans paved transcontinental highway in the United States. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't and it was privately that. funded. There were no government funds. Wow. Uh, you know, I think Henry Ford had something to do with getting. Yeah. Again, but different communities sponsored. You could sponsor a mile of the road. So that Boy. you're taking that route the whole way. Yeah. Well, we're going to jump on in Gettysburg because I really don't want to go to New York City. Oh, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> right. But yeah. we're going to jump on in Gettysburg. Yeah. yeah. And we are going to follow the Lincoln Highway, which for most of it is U.S. Route 30, 
And because our bikes, my bike will only go about 58 miles an hour. So that really works works perfect perfect for you because it's not going to be a fast ride. Right. And, and, you know, the theory behind this trip is to stop and the bikes attract attention when we stop for fuel and stuff. And it's just to talk and get to to know people and and share share what Jesus has done in our lives. Take time to smell the exhaust, right? Right. So tell us about the trip, obviously based on uh, the scriptures, old being made new. And, And I do have a question for you about the comfort level of this ride for you so i want you to get into a little bit of that because i'm looking at those motorcycles and i'm going that looks like a spinal cord injury <laughs> so the bikes do have no rear suspension you okay. know harley didn't put a rear suspension on a bike till the 50s uh so there's no rear suspension there's a springer there's springer front ends and so they do ride a little rough uh, little the seats rough. are mounted on what they call pogo sticks so they oh. they, they do go up and down a, yeah. a little bit but we're not going to be traveling at great speed. So hopefully when you get out of PA and, and off of the dirt roads of Pennsylvania, <laughs> then things will smooth out a little and you'll get past all the craters and, and what looks like artillery strikes that have hit our roads. <laughs> right, right. Well, we've been training in the roads of Pennsylvania. So yeah, we should, right. be, you should be in good shape. shape. You should in be good in good shape. shape. So this is based on the scripture, though. Yes, Second Corinthians five seventeen. If when you are new in Christ, you are a new creation. Mm-hmm. And so these bikes were restored by my brother. They've been made new, and Ray and I have been restored and made new. So the last time we made this trip, we were in our old selves, mm-hmm. and this time we're making this trip in our new selves, and we're going to share that newness and that hope that we have in jesus with everyone we meet along the way now you mentioned earlier ray was uh worked for bmw was a bmw mechanic right uh but he has now like full-on harley and took these bikes from pretty rough shape oh the bike he is riding literally came to us in baskets i mean (laughs) you know there's the the the, the saying called a basket case yeah well it was so bad that there were times that i i would preach a sermon called the basket case and i would take parts of that motorcycle to display (laughs) as an example of what a basket case was Uh uh-huh and he put the whole thing back together he literally did everything from the restoration the re-welding of the frames to the painting he actually painted these motorcycles himself wow. built the engines everything on it he did himself now yours was not in quite that kind of shape no mine was not too bad mine just needed to be rebuilt and uh repainted now mine's about a 20 year old restoration his is only about two years old now that basket case how long did it take him to do that uh we chronicled that on facebook and i believe it was about 39 days something like that wow mm. yeah mm. just yeah dedicated to that bike that, it was in winter time and you know we have mechanics that can do the work that needed yeah. to be done and he dedicated himself to that and he took one week off to go to gainesville where we won the national championship oh nice. on the drag bike <laughs> but other than that uh he worked on it every day yeah <laughs> we have talked about your jet setting days uh back and forth across the country with nascar back and forth across the country with the uh, nitro bike and now you're taking the slow road yes <laughs> Uh, what's your plan and what do you do as backup and who's going with you and all of those things. All right. So uh, the plan is, is that there really is no plan. Okay. Now, you I know, they say, if yeah, you, I, I you like know, that. if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Well, we don't plan to fail, but uh, we're just going to take this one day at a time. We've been praying and fasting for divine appointments along the way. Mm. And so we're just going to go. And I mean, the goal is about 300 miles a day. Uh, but if it's raining, you know what? Uh, 
I'm not riding in the rain. I've been there, done that. Right. So we're just going to hang out that day. And uh, so we're just going to go and see where the Lord leads us. Now, we we do have uh, a great support team. Denny Nisley, who is the executive director of Christ in Action, is taking two weeks out of his life to go with us. That's awesome. And he'll be following us in an F-350 with a 26-foot trailer with <laughs> spare motorcycles. I have a spare engine for my bike. We have oh, tires. Wow. I mean, you know, Ray has equipped us to succeed on the, on this journey. Oh, and so he has gathered all the spare parts that we could ever imagine. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, as you go, you anticipate, obviously, having some issues. Yeah, these bikes are, you know, <laughs> 79 years old and 74 years old or something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to be running them hard. Uh, my bike only wants to go about 58 miles an hour. And when it's going 58, it's screaming. Yeah. So we'll be pushing these bikes to their limit on the slow ride. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we, we expect there'll be an issue here or there. <laughs> right. Well, you, you're ready for it. And I think that's awesome. You know, as we've been talking throughout this morning about uh, the scriptures and about what you do as far as your testimony is concerned. And even the fact that, you, that, you're, that you're willing to take these bikes and, and push them to the limit, but be prepared and know that you're going to face issues is a good reminder to us in our spiritual walk. We are going to face issues. The scripture tells us very clearly, in this life, you will have trouble. Right. But, it says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. This is God talking to us and reminding us that he's in charge. Oh, I mean, words can't describe. But, you know, if we're broken down on the side of the highway, that's an opportunity for somebody to stop and help us. That's right. And then we can share the gospel with that person. And if that person's already saved, we can say hallelujah together. The Lord has brought us together. That's exactly right. And so, you know, I mean, I'm not praying that we break down. But But you're ready for it. But we're ready for it. And and that's what you have when you have Christ in your life. Mm. You know, Jesus never leaves you. He'll never forsake you. And he's always with you with us in the good times and the bad times. And we have that hope of eternal life. Amen. Amen. Rich, thank you so, so much for coming up and sharing with us. I I have been so encouraged this morning Mm. and I'm excited to follow your trip. Uh, If people want to follow you on Facebook and what's happening, where do they go? So I'll be on Instagram, uh, Nitro Rich 6640. And on Facebook, it's just Rich Vreeland. And my Facebook page is open. Uh, There's no lock on it. Just uh, eat it up. And uh, we'll be posting every day. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I will be living vicariously with you on the trip. Again, thanks so much for coming. Well, I want to ask Rich before he goes here. I mean, we need to have the second part of the story. How about sometime in August, you come back out and and you give us a Oh, that would be spectacular. Oh, we'd love it. Oh, yeah. All right. It's a date. All right. We'll do it. Okay. (laughs) Wake up right. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on WRGN, your good news network.